amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
and welcome to today's podcast of It Is Finished with your host, Dr. and Evangelist K.L. Rich. Thanks for tuning in today. Today is Wednesday, January the 3rd of 2024. I pray that you have had a blessed and wonderful uh, week so far, New Year so far, and that the remainder of this week, this month, this year will be a blessing to you as well. Before we go on with today's podcast, I'd like to invite you to visit us on our website at www.itisfinished.com. Again, that website address is www.itiz as in zebra finish.com and on the website you can listen to previous ministry podcasts as well as get books for your entire family church and or christian organization and you can also read the uh, devotionals that will be posted on the website as well again the website address is www.itiz as in zebra finish.com now i want to let you know uh we are starting today the ezekiel series i have been announcing it um during the latter part of last year and we are starting the Ezekiel series uh, on today. And what we go over will be posted on the blog, on the website. So you can um, tune in. Um, I'm also, I'm going to have those lessons in print. So they will be in print. Um, let's, uh, actually, chapters 1, 2, 3, and 4 will be available on Amazon by the end of this month. All right. So you'll be able to get it's going to be a total of 12 lessons after we complete each uh, lesson, which will be composed of four chapters, then that lesson will be available on Amazon. But you will also be able to read it for free if you go to the It Is Finished website and click on the blog tab, and you'll be able to read the lesson for free. So, but if you want to buy it in print after we complete, uh, uh, every four chapters, the lesson will be complete for that, uh, for the Ezekiel lesson, which will be a total of 12 lessons because we're going to take our time and go through the book of Ezekiel throughout the uh, majority of this year, three quarters of this year. And you will be able to get the, all those lessons, all 12 of them in print. So I pray that uh, if you want to continue um, and just have this set available, that you would do so. Again, the first lesson will be out the end of this month the end of January, and you will be able to um, start collecting the lessons every four weeks if you want to do so in print or go directly to the website and read it from there. Now, just to let you know, we're on every Monday, I'm sorry, every Wednesday and every every Sunday, every Wednesday and Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 9 a.m. Central. We also have our Veterans in Christ podcast that just aired yesterday for the first time, Veterans in Christ. You can also go to the website, veteransinchrist.net, veteransinchrist.net. You will see that the website will be expanding. Uh, we're adding on to the website, but you will be soon be able to go on the website and listen to the podcast from there. But you can go directly to Spreaker, uh, uh, SoundCloud, I think it's on SoundCloud. Uh, you will be able to listen to other platforms, but definitely YouTube and Brighteon 
as well as uh, Spreaker, Brighton, YouTube, and I can't think of the other one. Oh, Rumble. That's right, Rumble. And then we're going to be expanding that. So Veterans in Christ podcast, it airs every Tuesday and Friday. I'm sorry, Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, or you can listen at the time of your choice. Uh, also, our Narcissistic Abuse No More podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, or the time of your choice. And you can listen to it on the on the platform of your choice. Please keep in prayer your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who are going through persecution all throughout the world. We want to keep them lifted up in prayer. We also want to pray for Israel, for the peace of Jerusalem. There is so much that's going on in the world today, and we definitely need to be in the posture of prayer for those who are joining us this week on our fast um, January 1st through the 7th I pray that it be a blessing to you and whatever it is that you're uh that you're petitioning the Lord for, praying for spiritual growth or whatever whatever it is that God will bless you to have a testimony by the end of this year speaking of which uh, uh for his prayer let's open up this morning with a word of prayer Heavenly Father God, we just thank you, God, for allowing us to come before your presence this morning, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us, all that you've been to us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for just waking us up this morning, getting us started on our way, because somebody did not wake up this morning, Lord. But we want to just say thank you, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to have the breath of life, Lord. Thank you for letting us get another chance to just do things right today, Lord. Thank you for, Lord, giving us an opportunity to get to witness and minister to others, Lord. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you will be with us, Lord. We ask that you will be with the persecuted Christians that are all around the world, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you will help them, guide them, deliver them, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you will give them comfort as they are being persecuted for your name's sake, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you will be with uh, the families today in your in your body, Lord. We ask, Lord, that those who are members of the body of Christ, Lord, that you will be with their families, their loved ones, those that are not saved, that they will turn their hearts to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we ask that as the body of Christ, that you will help us to grow stronger in you, that we will have more faith in you, that we will trust you and stand on your word, regardless of what is going on all around us and in the world today, that we know that we can hold on to you, Lord, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. In the name of Jesus, we claim and stand on your promises today, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would meet every need of your people today. Healing, where there's a need of healing, we ask for healing. Where there's a need of uh, 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 freedom from um, chains and, and soul ties and addictions, we ask, Lord, that you will liberate your people today in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we ask, Lord, where there's a need of financial breakthrough, that you would give those finances in the name of Jesus. Where there is a need, Lord, of spiritual growth as we all must grow in you, Lord, we ask that you will meet the need of your people, Lord, and help us to spiritually grow in you, Lord, and let us know this not about religion, but it's about relationship with you, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you will prepare us for the time we're in right now and those days that are coming, Lord. We ask that you will help us to stand on your word, Lord, and we will be about your business. We ask all these things in your son's name, Jesus, Yeshua Hamashiach. Amen. 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 
I pray that you all are uh, blessed is blessed on this third day of January and and that the remainder of this year will be a blessing to you as well. Uh, many people did not make it to see another year and um, and I'm speaking of for us the Gregorian calendar, but we know that uh, that God has given us the breath of life and if you're living if you're listening to me today, then you have been truly, truly blessed. Uh, we know that we're we're living in some some difficult, challenging times with more things to come. And and we got to hold on to God and not bow, not bend, but hold on to the Lord because he is forever faithful. And all we have to do is put our trust in him. Well, today we are starting our Ezekiel series. Um, I have been um, excited to, uh, to begin this series and I I pray that you are excited about uh, this prophetic book. Uh, many people look at the Old Testament as being uh, an outdated uh, part of the Bible. They feel, oh, we just need to focus on the New Testament and we don't have to focus on the Old because we are not Old Testament Christians. We're up under the New Covenant and we're New Testament Christians. And even though we may be New Testament, New Covenant Christians, we still need to learn lessons from the entire word of God. And, and therefore, because we know that God has given us these books and, uh, and we have 66 and I believe in Egypt, if I'm writing Egypt or no, I'm sorry, not Egypt, Ethiopia. Uh, I believe they have 80 something books. So there's books that we don't even have in the uh, King James canonized version, like the book of Enoch and other books. And I would you know, highly recommend that you read those books because they also help to give you better understanding as to the things that we're going on, that's going on now and the things to come. However, even in these 66 books that we have, uh, we know that God has given us what we need to know to be saved and also to be a witness and to be a light until the unto the rest of the world. So I pray that uh, as we go through this series of Ezekiel, that you will be blessed, you will make it applicable to your life, and that you will uh, continue to stand firm and stand strong in the Lord. So the book of Ezekiel, when, you, when, you're, when you're talking about the book of Ezekiel, you're talking about the book that is not known for its simplicity. Uh, many people find it uh, a challenge. They find it even quite complicated to read the book of Ezekiel. And so therefore, many people avoid it altogether. And like Daniel, uh, for us, the, the latter half of Daniel even, and, and some people avoid uh, the book of Revelation with the exception of the first three chapters. And But the thing is, is that uh, God does not want us to be unknowledgeable about his word. So this lesson series has, uh, has required a lot of prayer, a lot of research and in order to decipher this book of Ezekiel. And so we, the thing, the thing is, is that Ezekiel, what God had to say to Ezekiel was for his time is also for the time we're in right now and the days ahead. So we should all 
be uh, wanting to be students of the word of God. And whether you have a PhD or a GED, God wants you to understand his word. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, it says, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So if you do not read the word of God, then guess what? You are not thoroughly equipped to be able to do the work of God, to be able to uh, handle the challenges that comes your way, because we need the word of God in our lives in order to be able to stand in the times in which we're living in. So I want to just give you a quick history about the book of Ezekiel. I'm going to place this, have this place on the website so that you can go more in depth. Uh, There's a lot of information here. Uh, I have started uh, working on this uh, uh, Ezekiel series when I was in uh, taking a class and and I want you to be able to have a full understanding as to a lot of the history that entails this book. But the Lord had chosen Ezekiel to be a prophet to the exiles during the early part of their captivity. And that was between 593 and 571 BC. Now, biblical scholars believe that he may have been around 25 years old during the initial Babylonian captivity for he was called into the prophet of the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, into the uh, prophetic office at the age of 30, according to scripture. Now, Ezekiel had been married during this time, but the Lord gave him a word of revelation. And we're going to talk about that later on, that his loving wife would die as a sign of judgment to Israel. So we were seeing here that God, you know, even though it was, uh, you know, he loved his wife, that God was using the death of his wife as a, as a judgment to the show, the judgment to Israel. Um, one thing we, we know that he owned his home in Tel, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this, Tel Ahib, which is near the Shabar, uh, Kabar Canal, which is a water course near Nippur. So I'm not going to go into all the details of this, but you can, again, go on my website. Uh, it is finished dot com that's i t i z finish dot com click on the blog um that's a blog <laughs> the blog with blog blog okay blog not blob <laughs> and you can get more information uh one of the things that is important to understand is that many researchers have argued and debated that they felt that Ezekiel was dealing with mental illness um that uh, he had some kind of um some kind of maybe schizophrenia or delusions going on. And uh, and therefore, this was why he had these different types of uh, uh, what they would call delusions or whatever. But we know that God gave Ezekiel uh, the prophetic uh, visions that he had. These were not hallucinations. These were not a, a, a psychosis, a, a psychosis. This was not some delusional beliefs or some kind of neuro psychiatric disorder the word that god gave ezekiel was for the for israel during that time and the time that we're in right now and i have a lot more information if you want to study the background of uh, ezekiel uh for the history of that 
for um, them going into captivity and him being called as a prophet on the website. But we're not going to go into that right now. Today, we're going to go into the first chapter of Ezekiel. And each week, we're going to do a chapter in the book of Ezekiel. So Wednesday and Wednesday and Sunday is going to be a chapter in the, out of the book of Ezekiel. All right. So chapter one, Ezekiel's first vision, Ezekiel's first vision. And I want to, uh, we're going to take our time and read these chapters, uh, uh, and go, uh, as much as we can verse by verse in order to have an understanding of this vision and the, the details that God had given to Ezekiel. And Ezekiel chapter one, verse one, it reads in the mighty 13th year and the fourth month on the fifth day while I was among the exiles by the Kiber River, the heavens opened and I saw visions of God. So Ezekiel, he was a priest whose name means God is strong. And he was one of the thousands of exiles that was taken into captivity by Babylon during Nebuchadnezzar's siege of Jerusalem along with the Judas king uh, Jehoiakim. He had grown up in Palestine near Jerusalem and was taken into exile around 597 BC. So biblical scholars, they believe that he was around 25, as we mentioned earlier, and he was when he was taken into captivity and had been in exile for five years before this first vision occurred. Now, it was during this time that God called him into the office of a prophet. So therefore, Ezekiel was tasked with ministering to the exiles during Jerusalem's most sombering time as a priest and prophet at the age of 30 when when is pre when most likely uh, when most priests should I say when most priests began working in that calling so despite Ezekiel being in a foreign land we can understand that from the text that God is not limited to geographical locations. Can we get an amen for that? That God is not limited to geographical location. He's omnipresent. Therefore, he works when and where he deems fit. Now, the Kiba River, also known as the Shabar Canal, was located in Babylonia and was one of the sites designated for the Jewish exiles to reside during their captivity. Now, the thing about it was its waters ran into the Euphrates River and is only mentioned in the book of Ezekiel. The priest lived, Ezekiel, he lived in his own house along with his wife near this river. Now, we know that the, the Euphrates River right now if not it's drying up or has dried up and that is biblical we know that from the word of god now ezekiel 1 verses 2 through 3 it says on the fifth month it was the fifth year of the exile of king jehoiakim the word of the lord came to ezekiel the priest the son of buzai by the kiba river in the land of the babylonians there the hand of the lord was on him so on the fifth day of the month of tamaz which is around june or july five years after have after having been exiled along with 
King Jehoiakim, the Lord gave a message to Ezekiel. The exact time was deemed important to the prophet as he details how many years they had been in captivity before the Lord had finally spoke and who had them in, and who had been in captivity with him. So King Jehoiakim had been the 19th and second to last king of Judah. And he was the son of Jehoiakim and the grandson of Je uh, Josiah. And you can find this in First uh, Chronicles chapter 3, verses 15 through 16. King Nebuchadnezzar had placed him on the throne after the Babylonians had raided Jerusalem. However, his reign was short-lived and it was only three months and 10 days where uh, King Nebuchadnezzar replaced Jehoiakim with his uncle Zedekiah. And he, along with thousands of other Jews, were exiled to Babylon. And you can find this in 2 Chronicles chapter 36, verses 9 through 10. Additional information regarding this family of the, of the throne kings, you can read uh, once I put this out in the historical background section of this chapter. Now, the Lord's hand was on Ezekiel. And what does it mean to have the Lord's hand on you? Well, here are a few verses that we're going to go to because one thing we want, we want the Lord Lord's hand on us in our lives. So uh, in, in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, it says, I will uphold you with my righteous hand. So the Lord told, it, it told Israel in this text that he was their strength, which meant that they could rely on him for support. Similarly, Ezekiel was able to rely on the Lord for his strength, despite being in a foreign land. Then in, in Jeremiah chapter one, verse nine, it says, then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. The Lord had chosen Jeremiah to be a prophet to the nations, just like he had chosen Ezekiel. Therefore, he used his hand to place on his, uh, to place his divine words in the prophet's mouth to speak. The Lord was about to give Ezekiel, a word that came directly from him for the people, and it was to be proclaimed exactly as the Lord had given. One thing we know, the Bible lets us know, no, do not add or take away from the prophecy, and this is in Revelation. So we, when, when God gives a word, we are to give it exactly as the Lord tells us to. In Isaiah chapter 41, verse 13, it says, For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand, and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. So just as a parent takes a young child by the hand when crossing the street for safety, the Lord takes his chosen by the hand to keep us from danger. And so we can take comfort in him. Likewise, Ezekiel was in the care of the Lord as his chosen vessel. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, the fourth one is in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 16. It says, Behold, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. So when something is engraved on you, that means it stays with you no matter what. The Lord made this promise to Israel through the prophet Isaiah that they were forever engraved in the palms of his hands and were always before him. In other words, they were not forgotten. And in keeping with that word, Ezekiel was a benefactor of that promise for the Lord's hand was with him, just as it is with all who honor and follow the Lord. Jesus had this to say in John chapter 10, verses 28 and 29, I have given them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one shall snatch them out of my hand. My father has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. Isn't it amazing that despite Ezekiel's circumstances, the Lord was still with him. Uh, Ezekiel was in a foreign land due to the sins of Judah, but the Lord had not forgotten his faithful and his hand was still with his people. Even so, God's hand can either be for, okay, before or against you. The Bible says in Judges chapter 2, verses 14 through 15, and the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. So he delivered them into the hands of the plunderers who despoiled them, and he sold them into the hands of their enemies all around so they could no longer stand before their enemies. Wherefore he went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for calamity as the Lord has said, and the Lord has sworn to them that they were and they were greatly distressed. So the Lord protected Israel from their enemies as long as they served him alone, uh, served him alone and honored him with their lives. Unfortunately, Israel often caused the Lord's hand to turn against them. Thus, he allowed them to be delivered into the hands of their enemies because of their rebellious ways and was the call and was which was the case with their present state of captivity. One thing we need to know is oftentimes we can cause God's judgment against us. Why? For due to rebellion, due to rebellion. Many people right now want to be rebellious against God. Many people within the United States want to be rebellious and is rebellious against God. We have all kinds of things taking place in this nation that's against God and judgment is at the door, things are happening now. Many people are worried about those that are crossing our borders and coming in. This is the judgment of the Lord. The things that we're seeing right now is because of our disobedience to the Lord as a nation, okay, as a nation. And therefore, 
Well, when God gives judgment, he never does so without warning. God has given his prophets, he's given his pastors, he's given his uh, evangelists, apostles, those in the fivefold ministry. He has given the, the word of warning through his word, the written word of God, and through his prophets, through uh, giving them visions and dreams and, and words of knowledge. And, and, and God has given warnings to this nation. I'm talking about the United States as well as the rest of the world, but many, well, many choose to ignore it and few are listening. And the things that we're seeing in the church where things are coming out and also in the world, things are being exposed is because God is allowing it because God has had enough. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment. his 
it's trusting God by elevate elevation worship. And we definitely need our trust to be in God. Ezekiel 1 verses 4 reads, I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal. When Ezekiel was among the other exiles by the Kiba River, the Lord gave him an open vision. Now you may ask, what is a vision? According to the King James Version Dictionary, one of the definitions of a vision is a revelation from God presented in the mind of his servants by which they are told of future events. To elaborate further, a vision is a dream that one has been given by the Lord while awake. In Job chapter 33 verses 14 through 18 it reads the uh for the for god does speak now one way now another though no one perceives it in a dream in a vision of the night when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds they may speak in their he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn them from wrongdoing and keep them from pride to preserve them from the pit their lives from perishing by the sword God often spoke to his servants through dreams and visions. As one can see, a dream takes place when one is asleep, but a vision occurs while a person is awake with moving images and or words from the Lord coming before them. The Lord, he is the one who decides who and how he will speak and to whom a message will be given. In Job chapter 2, verses 28 through 29, it reads, And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Not everyone has the gift of prophecy, but God can and will speak prophetically to those of his choosing. The important thing is for believers of God to be in the position to receive the message for and to whom it is appointed. And and I want to speak for myself. You know, I'm not a prophet, but God at, you know, sometimes give me prophetic dreams. All right. So I've never had a vision, but he gives me prophetic dreams. So, uh, but just because you get a, a prophetic dream doesn't mean you have the office of a prophet. Ezekiel, however, was given the office of a prophet. So Ezekiel, he saw a windstorm coming from the north with flashing lightning. Windstorms in the Bible often means the presence of God and can also symbolize his anger and wrath. The Bible gives several instances when the the wind signified God's presence. One of them was on the day of Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 2, it reads, then when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. So the Holy Spirit had come and fallen on all present in the room on that day, which was preceded by the sound of a mighty wind. The wind also represents the Lord, such as when the prophet Elijah was taken away in a fiery chariot. The Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1, it reads, When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah 
and Elisha was on their way from Gilgal. So as one can see, the wind can be the spirit of the Lord in a positive light. However, the wind of God can also signify his displeasure. In Hosea chapter 4 verse 19, it reads, a whirlwind will sweep them away and their sacrifices will bring them shame. The wrath of God can be shown through the wind that he allows to come as part of his judgment. Nevertheless, this was not Ezekiel's individual case as the Lord chose him to be his mouthpiece. But the Lord's wrath was against his people who had repeatedly defied him since the time of their deliverance from Egypt. The wind Coming from the north was the direction from which most of Judah's enemies came against them and was the case of their Babylonian captors. As explained by some biblical translations, the Lord was showing himself as a mighty warrior through the wind and the cloud that had engulfed, that was engulfed with fire or lightning and demonstrated with the brilliance of the Lord's light shown through amber surrounding it. So we need to know that God's holiness is represented in the fire with the cloud of reckoning that details God's judgment of his people. The Bible describes God has been a consuming fire, which is associated with wrath for those who are in defiance of him. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 through 27, it reads, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. So God God, he is holy and is a righteous judge who abhors and judges sin for it is unacceptable in his sight and will not enter into his presence. Even now, there will be a time of reckoning for all people who live sinfully before the Lord. He will not allow sin to continue his reign and all sin and evildoers will have a fiery end. And I want to just say something um, because for those who know about the late Carlton Pearson, he was in error. He told a lot of people that there was no hell and and unfortunately, many people listen to him and still are uh, following that that uh, that erroneous message. However, there is a hell. You know, people say, "Well, how can a loving God send people to hell? God didn't send you there; you sent yourself there." Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. And so therefore you have a choice and the choice is yours. The choice is yours to make. And if you choose not to obey the Lord, then guess what? You will go there. Why? Because he has the right. Our creator has the right to tell us 
how we are to live. And we have the choice to choose to be obedient. And if we do not choose to obey the Lord, then there is only one other option that's going to hell. All right, we're going to take another quick break and we'll be back in just a moment. You give me joy, the sun speak above, and I like it, and I like it, yeah. Your love for me is irresistible. I can fight it, I can fight it, yeah. If life is water, I was dry and still sounded. If it's a gamble, I already lost my shit. If it's a journey, I was dazed without a clue. I flipped a you back to the first love I ever knew. You can enjoy the The new boys. That's joy. 
And we definitely need that joy even in the times in which we're living in. Ezekiel, we're still Ezekiel 1 and 5 um, five through 9, and it reads, And in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. In appearance, their form was human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight. Their feet were like those of a calf and gleamed like burnished bronze. Under their wings, on their four sides, they had human hands. All four of them had faces and wings, and the wings of one touched the wings of another. Each one went straight ahead. They did not turn as they moved. The four living creatures described above, uh, in, in this text are cherubim, guardians of the Lord's holiness and referred to throughout the Bible, such as when the Lord instructed Moses to make two, uh, to make two cherubim out of gold for the Ark of the Covenant. And you can find that in Exodus chapter 25, verses 10 through 22. And when the apostle John described the cherubim he had been shown who worship around God's throne day and night in heaven. And you can find this in Revelation chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. Cherubim are first mentioned in Genesis as they guarded the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve were kicked out, thus acting as a security force to keep sin from the presence of God. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 3 verse 24, after he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Adam and Eve were no longer allowed to eat from the tree of life due to sin, for they were cursed to live a life of mortality instead of immortality. And isn't that going to be something that when we when we get to heaven, we will we will be taken off uh, mortality and putting on immortality. So therefore, this tree was only permitted to be eaten by those who had not been corrupted by sin. As such, the cherubim were necessary to maintain order by keeping sin out of the garden. Before his fall from heaven, Lucifer was also a cherub, which we will discuss further in later on in another lesson. But according to uh, what they, uh, a pseudos Dionysius, a sixth century unidentified Christian theologian, philosopher, and author of theological book, theological books formally attributed to to him, he believed cherubim to be in the top tier of the spiritual hierarchy. And we're not going to go into all that right now. But one thing it is important to know that the, the cherubim, um, they were, again, like God's security force. And so, therefore, they were placed at the entrance to Eden in order to keep Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve out. Because once they sinned, they were not allowed to eat from the tree of life. One thing we should know is that angel, the angels, they, it, the angel means messenger. And so therefore that's derived from the Greek angelosis. And, um, angel is a messenger of God. So similar, similar to Genesis, um, the cherubim are depicted with fire in Ezekiel's dream. Now in, 
in Ezekiel chapter 1 and still at verse 10. And we're going to be wrapping this up because we're going to come back on Sunday to uh, to go to finish up this first chapter. Um, their faces looked like this. Each of the four had a face of a human being. And on the right side, each had a face of a lion. On the left, the face of an ox. And each also had the face of an eagle. So you have the face of a human being, you had the face of a lion, the face of an ox, and the face of an eagle. And I'm going to stop right here because we're going to come back to this. I don't want to start it and then we have to stop again. So we're going to come back to this description of these four living creatures and what each each face meant in regards to in regards to God. It is, again, uh, for those who want to read this lesson, um, I'm going to have what we went over today plus some more history. You'll be able to get it at itisfinished.com. That's I-T-I-Z-Finish.com. You'll be able to take your time and read throughout the whole lesson. Um, I'm putting half of the lesson on there today. And then after we complete Sundays, then we'll deal with the, uh, we'll put the other half on the, on the blog. So go to the uh, website, look at the blog, and then you'll be able to get the lesson from there. It is important for us to understand the word of God. Uh, one of the reasons that uh, Ezekiel was given vision so he could take it to Israel and tell them what thus said the Lord. But it, it one thing that's important is for us to be in tune with what God is saying. So we it, it is important to take time away from all the noise, all the chatter, all the busyness and spend time with the Lord in his word. Uh, there are a lot of things that's going to be um, taking place this year and the years to come. If people think that things are going to go back to normal, they're not. Israel thought, oh, well, we're going to just go back to normal. And, and you had those false prophets who were prophesying lies and, oh, you're not going to be in a 70-year captivity. Oh, it's only going to be a couple of years and then God's going to break the yoke of of what uh, uh, of Babylon, and no, that was not going to happen at that time. And many people do not want to listen to the word of the Lord. They want to ignore things. They want to think that every day is going to be a holiday. That every day is going to be a Friday. And it's because of uh, a lot of this is because of the pillow pushing. Um, um, prophets, false prophets who have caused people to believe, oh, it's about money. It's about prosperity. And let me just say this. Does God want to bless his people? Yes. Does God bless his people? Absolutely. But we are living in a time when it's time to get right with the Lord. God wants us to repent. Repentance is important. Many people are talking about money, 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 money. No, we need to repent. Come on now. If you are not right with God, you need to repent and turn from sin. See, this is not being taught in a lot of churches today. And we, and this is 2024. And if you are a leader, it is time to tell the people that it's time to repent because judgment is upon this land. We are seeing things that we have never seen before. The news is not being told to you. The, the, the nations around the world are gearing up for war. 
And you're not seeing a lot of this in mainstream media. They're gearing up for war, and soon or later, it's going to be war in our streets, okay? You're talking about the left and the right, the politics, the gangs is being played, people being manipulated. All these things is judgment with the United States. If you think that America is going to be singing its praises as the land of the free, the home of the brave that much longer, you are in total denial for the time in which we're living in. America is babbling. America will fall. America is falling. America is on her way out as a superpower. Other nations know this, but many within this nation don't seem to know or want to know. Every nation knows that America is on her way out as a superpower, and therefore you have China rising, you have uh, uh, Russia rising, you have Turkey, you have Iran, you have all these other nations that are forming alliances with one another so that they can take America out. And we here in America, many have their heads in the sand like ostriches, and, and they are refusing, many are refusing including pastors in a pulpit, refusing to teach on these things. They're refusing to tell about the times in which we're living in. They're, they're, they're so busy talking about feel-good ideologies. Who don't like you? Who wants to like you? Who don't? That has nothing to do with the times in which we're living in. Who cares who like you or who don't? We have a word to preach. We have a word to tell. We have to tell what is taking place in the times in which we're living in. Many people are going to tune out and that's fine because they can't say that they didn't know but we as the body of Christ have a job to do we have a job to preach and teach and tell what is taking place in this world and tell people to repent and turn from their wicked ways and not only that that's first and foremost and to prepare preparing the spirit Prepare in the natural. If you do not have your food, your 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 uh, your medicines, and all these things, this is this is the time you need to get those things now. I'm talking about now. The warnings are only going to go for so long, and then one day the warnings will cease. It's just like with Noah. One day the warnings cease, and the ark was shut. The door was shut, and the rain came down. And guess what? The rain is coming down. Judgment is coming down. But also for those who are ready in God, the power of his anointing is coming. And that's why it's so important for, that we need to spend more time with the Lord in prayer and fasting and, 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 and hearing his voice and talking to him. Not just about things we want, but things that we want, that, that he wants us to do in the time in which we have left. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior today, I ask that you would say this prayer with me. Lord, I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me, creating me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. I accept Jesus into my heart today. Fill me, cleanse me, make me anew. I accept you, Lord, as the Son of the living God. Have mercy on me. And if you said that prayer, then welcome to the body of Christ. God loves you. He cares for you. He sent his son down here to die for you. 
and all you have to do is accept the free gift of salvation. It is free. It has already been paid for by the blood of the Lamb. It doesn't mean stay in your sins. It doesn't mean keep doing the things that you know defies God. It means that you have to come out of sin. Allow Him to change you from the inside out. You can't do it by yourself. It is only by submitting to the Lord and allowing Him to take control of your life. Time is nearly up and what you do for Christ is not just a cliche that it, that's what will last. It is true. What you do for Christ is what will last. God bless you. This is Dr. and Evangelist K.O. Richard. It is finished End Times Ministries, bringing you a word that you may not have heard as it relates to the Bible in times. Until next time. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.